One, two, one, two, three, four. Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do. Or you just need something fun to listen to. Yes, we're on the air. And with gangs all here, all things on the South Side. Thanks for tuning in to the South Side Pod. My, my little guy, Nikki, who's five years old, has decided he wants to talk trash like his older siblings. Now, who? Where did they learn that? He's got a he's got a 15 year old sister and a 13 year old brother, and he's five. We've talked about this. Like, hey, don't go over the top with don't him. Don't watch stuff that he can't see. Like, people sheltered you when you were that age. He's gonna pick up right. some stuff. I get it. I mean, he probably knows words that most kindergartners don't know. But I mean, like, I'm like, let's try, let's try around here, right? Because we're all older. Don't let him know he was an accident. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dad had one too many drinks in Maui. And all of a sudden, there he was. Why That's the glass Hawaiian, I'm drinking out of. I don't have a Hawaiian middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you were named after the mountain that was in the window. Well, Nicholas, a waka 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 waka. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, he, uh. He sta- he's walking, he's up at the top of the stairs and I'm about to go down here where the, the, cause I'm doing some work down here in the studio at the nine foot homemade Oak bar. And I'm working on the, one of the podcasts and there's like some dirty clothes at the top of the stairs. And I don't know how everybody else's house is, but I think it pretty much every house on the South side, if you have children, laundry gets kicked down the absolutely. stairs, it's, it's on the, the stairs, stairs. Yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. on the stairs. And then the parents the yell like, Hey, yeah. get that all the way down the stairs and get into the laundry. By the way, if you don't have children, you have no excuses. No, you're just <laughs> a slob. You're a slob. Okay. You need to talk to your wife about your dirty house if you don't have it. And you know what? Or talk to your husband for an equal opportunity. I'm just saying. Okay. People so, with no kids that have a dirty house drive me nuts. So he he's standing at the top of the stairs. I go, hey, man, you threw these down the stairs, right? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, what's the rule? Come on. Like, this yeah. is a Nikki chore. Nikki, you got to throw this down the stairs. And he goes, you're a Nikki chore. And then he just runs That's away from one. me. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> That's a sick burn no, I would use still. Sick You're burn. a Nicky Chore. And then yeah. he just runs away I from like me. I like it. So his new thing now is everything I tell him, he goes, Yura. So I'm like, chew with your mouth closed. I do this to my kids. You're, You're a, a chew with your mouth yeah. closed. You're a mouth closed. Your face is a mouth yeah, closed. Yeah, that's his thing. And that's I look at him. And next. I, and, then, and then what happens is the older kids laugh hysterically. And then I start laughing. Well, you're talking and I'm about like, your I'm mom. You're, like, you're talking about your grandmother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call her and ask her if, if she's a mouth closed? <laughs> Sometimes you just want to know what's going on around you. That's why we now have the Southside Pod word on the street. In Oak Lawn, congratulations to two groups that won state championships this past weekend. Both groups from Oak Lawn Community High School, their theater program racked up championships in drama and group interpretation. Meanwhile, if you're out in Orland, remember last year you couldn't sit on the Easter Bunny's lap and get a picture. Well, now you can do that. Go visit the big giant bunny, hopefully with one of your children, not just you. That would be weird. At Orland Square Mall this weekend. Meanwhile, out in Dalton, the school district that's number 149 voted to remove one of its own members, Wilbur Tillman, and that was unanimous. What did he do? A special counsel investigation found that Tillman had acquired from the district a list of vendors, and then he was going to try to get campaign contributions off of them. That's a no-no. As the great Hawk Harrelson would say, he gone. More vaccinations being handed out all over the south side of Chicago, and now a new mass vaccination site is expected to open up at Chicago State University on April the 5th. 
That's at 9501 South King Drive, and it will be overseen by the Chicago Department of Public Health. At full capacity, this center is supposed to serve 1,200 walk-up and 1,000 drive-through vaccination appointments per day. At this point, this is restricted to Chicago residents only. Go to the site that everybody's using right now to try to find a vaccine for this and other vaccine centers, ZocDoc.com slash vaccine. Although we have learned here that an awful lot of Walgreens and Jewelascos are taking appointments as well in the southwest suburbs. Check those out if you're looking for a vaccine. This Sunday is Easter. This upcoming Tuesday, all the local elections get decided. Pretty much every village on the south side is having some sort of an election. Remember, early voting can be done at the big courthouses, Bridgeview and Markham. Then your village itself may have an early voting location. Otherwise, you're using the same places you would vote in any other election on Tuesday. The weather that day is going to be 76 and partly cloudy. Before we get to that, though, we're going to be chilly. 38 to high on Thursday, up to 51 on Friday, rises to 67 on Saturday, and then 72 on Easter Sunday. And then we're going to hold in the 70s all the way up until the White Sox open up at home on Thursday, where it drops down to 65, and we see our first rain in the evening. That's your Southside Pod word on the street, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at southsidepod.com. Join us on the phone line right now. They're having a big weekend over at the Payless Children's Farm. Actually, I think it's called it's called the Children's Farm. It's at the center. It's in Payless. You know what? Amy D. Dominicus is going to help us out right now. Amy, how are you? Welcome to Southside Pod. I am doing wonderful. Thanks so much for talking to us today. Well, thank you for having us on. So what, what's the official title, first of all? Because I, I keep calling it Payless Children's Farm. Absolutely. So the farm unit that we have here, the official name is the Children's Farm, but it's the Children's Farm at the center. The Community Center Foundation is our big umbrella organization, which has many program areas, one of which is the Children's Farm. And this is something I think a lot of people on the south side have driven past, but maybe not stopped off at because you're right there on Southwest Highway. You know, you're driving along, you're seeing a couple of driveways that go up to big giant houses, you're approaching 135th, uh, you're, you're heading out maybe to Orland to hit the mall or something like that, or you're on your way to a restaurant, you go by this place, and it, it, it's something that I know that my kids have stopped over there for field trips before, but I don't, I don't remember the last time I was out there. What do you guys normally do? What, what's the farm like for people if they're looking for something to do on a weekend? Absolutely. So we that's something we hear all the time that I've lived here for 20 years and I've never stopped in. So we are um, we are a 65 acre working farm, you know, nestled in south, the southwest suburbs. So we're kind of a diamond in the rough here, but we are a real working farm used um, kind of one of our models is we're connecting people, animals and nature. And so our whole objective is to provide um, a safe, friendly space for people to be able to come engage with farm animals um, and, you know, the beautiful natural setting that we have here in kind of a safe, hands-on environment. So we definitely have 
of in the past, pre-COVID, it had a really strong farm tour field trip program. Um, once COVID hit, we tried to kind of get creative and rethink, and that has opened up our public hours where the general public can come in. Um, some days we have walk-in hours where you don't need any reservations. Other days we offer scheduled private group tours that you can book ahead of time. And so we have a whole barn full of animals, and everything that we offer or that we have for the public is hands-on. So when you come to our farm, you get to hold bunnies, pet ducks and chickens. We have pigs, goats, cows, sheep, horses, ponies, donkeys, turkeys, and everything is hands-on for the kit. So you can touch, pet, groom, you go in the pens with all of our animals, and you can really kind of get that um, one-on-one close interaction with the animals here. So this weekend, you guys are doing an Easter egg roundup. Now, it's all sold out, so I'm sorry if you didn't get into it, folks. And that's got to be frustrating to you because even though you, you did this thing, you've got it set up, you're probably excited the kids are coming in. It's also got to be a little frustrating, like the things that you have to do now because of all the COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, are you looking forward to things opening up here, coming up? Uh, you're starting to see some positive results. You're starting to see people running out and getting vaccinations. Uh, is there is there an energy right now on the farm like, hey, we might be very soon able to do things where we can invite more people in? Yeah, you know, we have been really lucky because the nature of our farm is obviously out of doors and we have 65 acres. And so the ability to be able to socially distance from one another or stay in outdoor spaces was actually very easy for us all along. Um, that said, our excitement level is always high this time of year. Easter egg roundup is one of our, you know, always our spring kickoff event. Um, it's always a sold out event. It's one of the best things we do here. We hear from our guests. Um, but yeah, I mean, the natural life cycle of a farm makes spring exciting, right? The grass is starting to get green. The horses are shedding their hair. Um, and we're, we're eager to get people back, uh, back to the farm for, for spring programming. So we are excited about that. Do you ever see anything funny? Like, I don't know, people who live in a city or a suburb who aren't used to being on a farm showing up and looking very awkward. Yeah, I mean, that's part of our, right, part of our mission is education, and part of the education is that farms are not concrete paved, um, animals make manure, there's dirt on a farm, right, and those are the kind of things that we are um, including in part of our experience. Now, we are very user-friendly, we have some gravel paved roads, um, there is a way to stay, you know, out of out of mud while you're at our farm, but for the most part, we try to embrace the natural spaces. So this is not a place to come in stiletto heels. You should always be dressed weather appropriately. Closed-toed shoes are best. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, you have to have your face mask on as well. And it looks like you have parties too. Like I was just flipping through your website. You, you, you have birthday, birthday parties for the kids. Like how involved are the animals here in the birthday party? Do you put hats on the animals? Like what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, do I have to bring, if I'm, if I'm bringing cake for the party, do I have to bring enough cake for the goats? Like how does this whole thing work? So for our party rentals, we have a covered pavilion that you get to use. So people often decorate the pavilion. They'll cater or bring in their food and and drinks and that sort of thing. But we'll give all the party guests a hands-on tour of the farm and a hay rack ride. And once um, social distancing requirements are dropped, we'll also be able to bring back our pony and horse rides. But that's all on hold right now until we reenter phase five. 
All right, so if you want more details, folks, you go to the centerpalis.org slash farm, or just go to the centerpalis.org and then click on the thing that says the children's farm. There's all kinds of information on there. I really appreciate you hanging out with us. Amy D. Dominicus uh, of the children's farm out in Palis, right at 127th and Southwest Highway. Uh, next time you're driving along, maybe look to the left instead of just flying by it on your way to Starbucks, okay? I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty cool place. Amy, I appreciate you jumping on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. We hope to see you guys soon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. OMG. OMG. It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. I'm going to tell you, man, I am just like... I'm at my wits end with the other podcast on the on the network. Which, like which other Southside one? Pod is like in that nice happy beginning phase, yeah, where we're just kind of messing like, we're around. We're the honeymoon stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And it's like MC. people are excited to see us, yep. and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you guys have a podcast." We tell them about it, and like they're just learning about I us. I ask right? how your day was when I see you. Yeah, you know we care yeah. about each other. Right, 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 <laughs> and then he actually listens for the right, answer. Right, right, right. And and now and the difference is like. Over the past week, I've had the other, the two big ones on the network have had problems. So, like, the, the one is really easy to explain. Socks in the Basement, the number one White Sox podcast in all the land. No, it, it's huge. It, huge. It, it, it rated in the top 15% of all podcasts worldwide. Like, where you throw in Joe Rogan. Like we're like we're in we're in we're that only 14% list. Fourteen percent behind. Fourteen percent behind Joe Rogan. Yeah, and, and, Joe and, Rogan. yeah, that's where we're at. Okay, but I mean, like, it's big and. We were doing this thing called Socks in the Basement Fest. I got Dave Kaplan coming, George Hoffman, Scott Merkins coming, Don Paul, former White Sox pitcher. Hey, I've got Paul. like I've just got a list of people that are coming to sing. It's all set up to go. Yeah. And then the venue just crapped out on me Uh-oh. like four or five days before I had Ouch. to sell tickets. Ouch. And I rolled it over into another event that's happening on opening weekend at Cork and Carry at the park. So at least the weekend up okay with that. But that stress added to covering. Evergreen Park's mayoral election. Big mayoral election right now. On the EP podcast. Yes. And, and, and you know, Evergreen Park is in the area that Southside Pod would cover, but I I, it, I started first just doing Evergreen Park. Right. Mm-hmm. So that show's been around now for years, and they are in a vicious, it's turned into a vicious, like, like election. Some and it's, mudslinging? Yeah, but it's not between Some the two drama? candidates. That's what's interesting. Oh. So, so Kelly Burke is a state representative who's also a village trustee in Evergreen Park, who's running for mayor. She's keeping everything above board. She's like a professional. She comes in. She's funny. She brought the, she, I, I got a plant down here somewhere in the bar. I don't know. Maybe my wife brought it upstairs. She brought it over the other night. It's got like, it's just a shamrock plant she bought. She comes over. She's nice and fun. She sits down. She drinks a couple of beers at the bar. She talks to me about what she's running on. Gives me straight answers. She's great. But the real weird thing is that the mayor of Evergreen Park, Jim Sexton, who I've come to know now since I've been doing the podcast, seems like a straight shooter. His next door neighbor, a woman by the name of Sean Good, is running against Kelly Burke after she ran against Sexton in the last election. Hmm. Now, all you need to do is realize what I just said. That sounds like a soap opera. Means something. Like neighbor. You have to hate your neighbor to decide <laughs> I'm going to run in an election to try to take their job right. from them. That guy, that okay. went, that I mean, escalated quickly. <laughs> like, first it was like, you didn't shovel my walk when I went on vacation. Right, <laughs> exactly. And that turned into, 
I'm taking your job and your city. Like wow. I'm taking your whole city from you. That's how much I hate you. That's like, like that's, that's super villain style, right? right? It's, it's so weird. Maybe she's just trying to make sure that her street continues to get plowed first during snow. <laughs> but he was, she ran against him the last time when no, he was still running. No. When he was still running, she ran against him. And the weird thing about it is I haven't really talked a lot about what's going on behind the scenes in this thing. But, like, I've now, like, interacted with them. Like, the mayor of Evergreen Park came on a recent episode of the EP podcast. Did he bring you a plant? No, he hasn't brought me a plant yet. <laughs> but, but he came on, and he, he's filing a subpoena to grab all the audio from the show where the Sean Good comes on and oh. insinuates that he did something illegal with the red light cameras that took kickbacks. You're going to end up in court, Chris. I'm going to end yeah. up in court over this whole thing. All I'm doing is a podcast for Evergreen Park. And he he's subpoenaing all of the audio, even the stuff that didn't air. Like all of the audio, like, so like the stuff where I'm sitting around acting like an ass that I don't air. That's gonna get end up in court. Cool. Like me farting on the microphone is gonna be on court. It's goofy. This is really gonna backfire on both candidates when they find out that you're just trying to you know create some tension so you can swoop in and become mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, Give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006, or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zemar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zemar to work for you now. It is now time for your South Side Sound Check. Live music is back at many venues. Check out these. At 115 Bourbon Street, this Friday, the 2nd of April, two shows starting at 9 p.m. The Rolling Stones cover band rocks off taking one stage and the pop punk hits of Sugar Riot on the other. Saturday night, the Ron Burgundies take a stage while Godsmack tribute band Voodoo takes another. To reserve seating at any one of these shows, visit 115bourbonstreet.com. The Thirsty Beaver in Crestwood also has live music. The biggest little rock and roll dive bar on the south side presents Superfly Redneck on Friday night and the Loop Rockers on Saturday. Both shows kick off at 9 p.m. 5599 West 127th Street. And Durbin's of Evergreen Park at 102nd and Kedzie has karaoke again Wednesday and Saturday nights plus Friday nights, every Friday night, a DJ in-house. If you're a band that wants to talk about where you're going to be playing on an upcoming weekend or a venue that wants Southside Pod to pass along the information, hit us up anytime 24-7 and leave a message at 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. That's your sound check, and this is Southside Pod. This week for eating the South Side, South Side Pod is out at Louisa's. This is at 14025 South Cicero in Crestwood. That's on Cicero, just south of Midlothian Turnpike. And I have two wonderful ladies that, while I've been getting the food here, which is incredible and I can't wait to talk about, 
uh, have given me some of the best stories. I've got stories about Italy I've gotten. I've got I've got stories about what the last year has been like during these crazy times. It, it's been incredible to listen to. Uh, first, I want to talk to the, the person here, though, that does, as from what I understand, the majority of the work in the kitchen, followed her grandmother, Louisa, around, uh, and now basically runs everything. Kara, how are you? Good. How about you? Thank you for having us. I really appreciate you, you having us in. over. This is great. You're... you're you, you brought out some different items. Before we start talking about the food, let's let's talk about when you started. Because to me, I like I, I've known of you. I've had people tell me about you. I've had people say, "Hey, if you like deep dish pizza, this is this is definitely the place to go." And we'll get into whether or not this is actually deep dish in a second because I like how you guys describe it. Um, but. I didn't think that you were around for 40 years. 40 years this place has been around? Yeah, 1981. So 81 this starts and it was your grandmother? My grandma and my mom. Okay. And and so when the, the whole thing gets started, was the idea that just going to be a small pizza place? Was it an Italian restaurant? What was the plan, Mom? Well, when we first opened, it was just that um, over there, the bar room. Okay. And it was small. And we, my mother always said, let's start small. Yeah. We want to start small and see how well we're accepted. And that's what we did. We opened... Um, and it was just in that room over there, and and it was very small. It was all yeah. just us working. The kids were little. We were little and working, cleaning off yeah. the tables, wiping washing down the, the booths, dishes. washing the dishes. You guys remind me of we had a family restaurant, not me. I was I was by the time I came along, and like it, it was it was it had been around for a long time. But uh, there was a Lanuti's restaurant in Land, Illinois, and it was the same thing, basically the same size as what you started off with. Okay, with a bar that was running there, mm-hmm. like a lengthwise mm-hmm. along the wall, mm-hmm. and the kids were all running around and helping. So you you basically grew up yeah. inside of a restaurant, yeah. right? And yeah. my my son, my youngest son, had a little basketball net up there that they he would play. He was like seven. Okay. And all the customers when they came in, their kids would come in and they'd all go to the front and play basketball with my youngest son. And um, we, everybody pitched in. It was just and we lived in Elmhurst at the mm-hmm. time. I raised my kids in Elmhurst. So you lived in Elmhurst. Yes, and we. But opened the place down here. But my mother. Your lived mother in lived Old down Forest. here. Your mother lived in Old <laughs> Forest. Okay. So forty years in Crestwood, you hand roll like there there are items we're going to talk about yeah. here. This is all handmade. Yes, I make the dough from scratch. It's incredible that. The you eggs, can tell too. Yes, I make all like I take my eggs, I do my flour, I make my dough, I let it sit for like the lasagna noodles, and then I roll them four and five times through a machine. For the gnocchis, that's the same thing. I do my potatoes. I put them through the ricer. I put the eggs, flours, mix them all. I have to roll them by hand. Then I gotta cut them, and then I gotta put an indent in them so the sauce catches the indent. So yeah, you can. See, I mean, like really, <laughs> these aren't what you buy inside no, of the store uh, no. grocery aisle here. No. Let's talk about the gnocchi. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about that first. So. Uh, right now, it looks like we got a marinara and it's on yep. it. It's a, it's a good sauce. I like it. We make our sauce every day. My mom makes it every day. You said that you were. You said your family was just north of Rome, but I'm going to say that with a Bruzzi, right? A Bruzzi, right? Uh-huh. I, I knew I'd been in there before, and I remember, <laughs> couldn't remember the exact thing. But, but it was. This seems like sauce wise. I would put you even a little bit further north in terms of like it because it, it's 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 not heavy. But it's not it's not just like like water no, either. Wow. I mean, this is a good sauce right. that you guys right. make, and th- I would imagine this is also handmade as well. Like yes. it's a recipe. Oh, every, yes. day. Every, every day, every day, every day, the same thing every day. Yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the gnocchi and how popular is this? Because very very popular. You don't get not too many places. Like I know when I was in Italy, there was a couple places that made it by hand. But I think generally in Illinois, they say they make them by hand, and then I go there because I get all excited because I'm like, oh, I want to try them and see if they really make them by hand. And then I go to eat them, and I know they're not by hand. I mean, I know what they taste like. 
but um, they're just light, fluffy. Yeah. Um, you, you just, it's, it's, and I can't teach. The weird thing is, like, my grandma taught me. Like, she really took the time out. And of course, I was always, like, by her, you know, right next to her watching her. I try to teach like my mom one time and my brother. I make them I was, like bullets. She makes Mine them like, like rocks. Like, I mean, they're like rocks. <laughs> rocks. There's like a rock. I mean, if I had to make like a rock, rock okay? it'd be a little heavy. Yeah. You tell, you've just and called your mother's true. Nokia no, rock. she can't. Uh, yeah. She knows it. Yeah. She can't make them. I can't. And I, even, I make them, but they're not no. good. And even when I was going to Italy, I was worried because I'm like, okay, I was showing like even to roll. Right. There's a way, and if you roll them too, My sons can't do it. They can't do it. My brother cannot roll them. You've got to Somebody, you're not living <laughs> no, forever. No, I know. I look. No, my brother says we'll just take them off the menu. <laughs> Take them off the menu, and that will be the end of it. <laughs> you, well, you need your you need your own secret service detail <laughs> to make sure that these don't go away. And we have it was funny because we have customers that are Italian, and then Joe, Joe, and Marie, they right. were in here, and they were trying to roll them, and they could not. No, no. everyone's like, I don't you understand. Can't roll them. It's they really were making weird. them flat. I go, you can't, you can't make them flat. They got to be round. <laughs> so when you cut them, and then you put the indent in, it's it's a process, and it's thank God my grandma gave took the time out because she never took the time to show my mother really but she took the time out to show me that's that's incredible yes, so now yes. the lasagna the noodles are clearly homemade yes. i mean I, I don't even need to say anymore everything in here we is homemade. use the best forgotten cheese our meatballs those are our meatballs we make our meatballs fresh every day that's what's inside of the lasagna is our meatballs that we pull apart and make them with the best mozzarella cheese and the best ricotta cheese. And when you say meatballs, sometimes people hear that and they go, oh, they cook the meatball first and then it's like a big heart. No. No. It, I didn't even I, realize that that was a meatball yes, recipe right, until you said and it. And we do cook them in-house every day so they're fresh, they're never hard. Uh, I want to get to the pizza because the pizza is really the star of the show, right? I mean, I would imagine even though the Noki's a big, yeah, highly asked for thing, for pizza. your pizza's your yes, thing, right? Right. So, right. you, I, I said deep dish and you corrected me right, right. away that it's not, explain that to me. Okay, it's not, deep dish is usually very doughy, and our pizza is not doughy. It's a, it's a pan pizza. It's it's thinner, here we always say Here's it's as thin, thin as a thin crust. On the bottom. Yeah, it's just a little thicker on the sides because it's made in a, a frying pan. pan. And it's in a cast iron. Right, so it still has the cheese on the top of it, oh, yeah. and the fresh okay. ingredients, tomatoes, and tomatoes. Right. tomatoes right. And, which, again, another great story that we got before. Seriously, we could have done three Southside pods <laughs> with these these two. Uh, the, your family had a tomato farm? Yes, in so, West, Hollinsby, West Virginia. So the idea is that, like, even the pizza, like the tomatoes and things like that that could be used on the pizzas, you can them. And it's incredible. These are fresh tomatoes that are sitting on top of it. The ingredients are great. And you're right, it's thin on the bottom. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the crust, mm -hmm. you didn't skimp on the crust. No, no. And it's got the sauce up on the top, but you don't skimp on that. You don't skimp on anything here. It's just not so big that you're going to have one piece and be like, I'm well, done. That's right. You know? Yeah. It's not right. It doesn't. It was, a, what did he used to call it? A cheese pie or something where you get so much cheese on right. there and the, yeah. that you can hardly eat one piece. And so with this, no. you would order this and you would actually eat the pizza instead yeah. of having one slice and then saving it in your fridge. And for my two mom days. always used to say, don't overdo anything. You want to taste everything. Every you want to be able to yeah. taste the good cheese. crust, the good tomatoes, the cheese, Sausage. and what other ingredients. Don't overload it where you can't taste. It all tastes like one big blob of something. You can taste everything on our pizza. If I had to categorize this place, how would you like me to categorize it? Because I, I look at it and I go, okay, family, 
small, mm-hmm. cozy. Mm-hmm. I could bring my kids here, mm-hmm. but I could also have a date night here because mm-hmm. the lights are a little dimmed. Yeah, wait, we've got people proposing to them here. Yeah. They come back after yeah. 20 years. I They got engaged here. I got on his knees. Table one's the engagement table. Table one is the lovers table from day one. From day one, that's for people that were coming in to hide or whatever. They always sat on. There's a corner table. That's the lovers table. You have a casual atmosphere, but I feel like I could get dressed up for a date night here and wear like a nice dress, and it would be very romantic. And we've seen them come in like that too. Yeah, a lot. So if I come in here, if I'm listening to Southside Pod right now. And I'm going to come down Cicero Avenue, and I'm going to head over to Louisa's, just south of Midlothian Turnpike. Uh, what would you say if I had to get one thing? Because look, we, we became pigs here. We tried, <laughs> we tried three things, and we probably could have tried another third. Yeah, that's spaghetti okay. homemade too. Every, oh, exactly. Oh, so every, I'll give you each it. a thing to tell me that you would recommend the most for somebody to try. That I love the most. I love my gnocchis. Your gnocchis. Yeah. Go get the gnocchis. That's I only eat them here, or if I'm in Italy. That's the only two places I eat gnocchis. Uh, I would say if you're coming in for the first time, you got to do the pizza. Yeah, the pizza's the really pizza good. The gnocchi's great. But yeah, the pizza's you got to do like... the pizza. If you're coming in for the first time, and then um, usually we bring, we let people try them yeah, and something, them and once they try them, they go. Well, Grandma used to do? work at Douay's, right? right? That's right. the whole thing. It's yeah. not the same. It's not the same recipe, no. right? But you could see the influence right. when you're right. having right. it. Right. Yeah. 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 I think we have the best. And when we first and we've tried opened, them all. we first opened my grandma. It was basically pizzas, even though she had her yeah. stuff, homemade stuff on the menu. But everybody came in for the pizzas. Because they knew her from she was, used to give them a little sample mm-hmm. of the pasta mm-hmm. with the homemade sauce, and then they're like, oh my God, now we don't know what to order, Boy. so then we have to order a small, small pizza piece. and an entree <laughs> and share it. But that was the way for her to hook right. in and let people try her other stuff on the menu. Okay, so your mother, your mother's a, a pizza pizza crack dealer. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes. All right, I get she it. She knows she gets you. I see, I, see, I see how Louisa's operates. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm looped in now, and I'm going to be here every week, okay? All right, so make sure that you check out Louisa's. Once again, it's 140.25 on Cicero. Look yeah. at that. Mine like a steel trap. I didn't even have yeah. it written down. Really on Cicero, just south of Midlothian Turnpike. And uh, thanks so much for feeding us tonight and talking about your wonderful Thank you. restaurant. Love having you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Now that time on Southside Pod where we take a look at the dumbest thing you'll hear all week. And this week's winner is a Washington Post poll. Actually, the results of the poll. Actually, some of the people that chose one of the options. The poll was centered around the fact that Major League Baseball is back, the season is starting, and there's going to be people in the stands. And one of the questions asked people, if you were able to go into a stadium where everybody was fully vaccinated, guaranteed, would you go to an outdoor event like a baseball game? 69% of people said they would go. Folks, that means 31% of people were not going, even after being told you're outdoors and everybody has a COVID vaccine. That means three out of every 10 people are just becoming hermits now. I mean, I get it. Traffic's going to be better. I'll be able to get better concert tickets. I'll be able to sit behind home plate. I mean, it's going to be better for me, I guess. But three out of every 10 of your neighbors is just going to live in their house now, even after everything goes back to normal. 
Like, you can take a deeper dive into this and you can find some other interesting stats. Of those 31%, 16% of the study, or about half of those people, had said they were uncomfortable and they wouldn't go. 15% of that group, the other half of the 31%, we're not sure. What are you not sure about? Are like these the kind of people that are not sure that if they put on a life preserver, if they'll float? Or are these the kind of people that are still not sure if they want to drive their kid to school in a 20 mile per hour zone if the car's equipped with seatbelts and airbags? Maybe these are the people that would be not sure if dinosaurs even exist after they found a T-Rex buried in their backyard because Carl Everett, former outfielder for the White Sox, once said they were placed there by demons. Excuse me, sir, would you enjoy this large pizza? Or can I interest you in a Menards bucket full of raw sewage? Uh, I'm not sure. I shouldn't let these things drive me nuts, though. In the end, we're all gonna have less traffic, it'll be easier to get a table at a restaurant, and I'm definitely getting front row for Foo Fighters next time they come into town. You know what I am sure of? That's the dumbest thing you're gonna hear all week. It's four ounces, and then, uh -huh. no, stop. No, this is four. Stop what? justifying huh. your alcoholism. No, Just it's, embrace stop it. it. Listen. Embrace Listen. it. I got these, I got these You're glasses. You're a degenerate. Mike, what would you call these glasses? What, what type of glasses? Rock square. glasses? Not, like not the, yeah, they're, they're, they're for drinks. They're for alcohol. You can put any kind of liquid in there, by the way. No glass is strictly for I'm drinks. I'm sorry, you would just have a soda pop in this short little glass? It's sure. made with thick glass, that's what you would do? Maybe. That's engraved? Who knows? An engraved glass with my name on it? alcohol only. It's an alcohol only glass. For your alcohol is. only. And what it came with was it came with two molds for the two glasses that make a perfect circle, like a perfect sphere. Okay. That's all ice, and it takes a whole day for it to harden. So, like, once I'm done with them for the two all days, day I'm ice. Done. yeah, it, it takes. I have to put it in there 24 hours. So what's wrong with it. just a cube of ice? When I drop it in, it fits perfectly inside the glass, nice okay. and snug. And then I pour the bourbon in there, and it's. And the thing is, you're like, it, oh, that's four ounces. Look how much of it melted. That most of it's water now. So what I'm doing is I'm having four ounces, but I'm sipping the thing and I get the water. This prevents me from being dropped down drunk, you know? But you keep filling it up. Because <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> Thank you for listening to see what's happening on the Southside Pod. On the Southside Pod. Join us again and be sure to tell a friend about the Southside Pod. About the Southside Pod. All things about the neighborhood we live in. All things about the places that we go. It's the best side of Chicago, the South Side Pond.
Pretty, uh, that was pretty <laughs> <laughs>